You are now listening to a message from Eka Christian Center. Get set to be at the fire. God has blessed you. All right, it's a new month and it's the month of May. Amen to Jesus. And we're looking at a new theme uh, titled Growing Up. Amen to Jesus. So because we are believers, we're not uh, looking at you know growing naturally and all of that. Yet yeah, that could be taught from the scripture. But our focus is on growing up spiritually. Amen to Jesus. So we are spirit men. And as such, we're looking at how do we maximize these things that we have received? How do we maximize who we are on earth? Amen to Jesus. You see, we got saved in a twinkle of an eye. You know, someone comes to you, they preach to you, and then you say, yes, Lord. And then you're saved. So it happens spontaneously. It happens immediately. But you see, it will take forever to understand what you have received. Even though salvation is instant, it happens the moment you believe, the death, the burial, resurrection of Jesus, but yet it will take forever to understand this thing. And so there's a need for you, now this is just the summary, the totality of all I'm going to talk about today, there's a need for you to be grounded in a local church. You cannot grow outside the local church. You're not wiser than God. So you cannot reinvent the wheel. No, you cannot. So rather you go with the flow. So spiritual growth, turn quickly with me, if you can, to the book of 2 Peter. That will be our team scripture for today. 2 Peter 3 verse 18. I don't know if we can have it on the screen. Alright, 2 Peter 3 verse 18. Now this is our team scripture. Now follow me closely. It says, but grow in grace. But grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So it says, but grow in grace. Now, the word but simply means there, there have been a conversation that has been going on before that time. So there have been a discussion. Now, the book of Peter, First Peter, Second Peter, were written to believers that were scattered. Let's jump to First Peter 1 verse 1. Let's look at them. First Peter 1 verse 1 quickly. For the sake of contest, First Peter 1, verse 1. It says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, verse 2. It says, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Uh, if you are around yesterday, you would have an understanding of the foreknowledge. Foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. It says, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. So they were scattered because of persecution. So he wrote to them. He wrote the first letter to them. Then he wrote the second letter to them. So let's go back to 2 Peter 3 verse 18. So you understand the context. So he's saying, despite all these things that is happening, he's saying even at that time, because uh, there was a reality at that time. Some persons uh, were saying Jesus was not going to come again. So they say he's not going to come. So let's just leave any Let's do any I mean, this suffering is too much and all of that. So why do we still have to hold on if truly he's coming? So let's just leave any so Peter was now talking to them. He said, have you not read the scripture? Did you not listen to what the apostles said? Do you not listen to what the prophet said? Amen to Jesus. So he said, do not follow the ways of this man. He says, rather, but what? Grow in grace. Grow in grace. So what saves you is what will keep you, is what will sustain you. It is the knowledge of Christ that saves us, that will grow us. It is not the knowledge of demons that will grow us. You know, many of us know several names of demons, you know, Karashika, uh, queen of the coast, 
mummy um, water has several names who are, who are good with that, who have books on them, but they will not grow you. Rather, they will be strongholds in your mind. So it says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can we have it on the screen again? It says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, contextually, that word and there is the word kai. Now, many times in scripture, and is not used. Okay, let me rephrase that statement. And is not always used to mean addition or combination. Sometimes it is used for emphasis. So he's saying, but grow in grace. So the word and there is the word which is, or the word that is, for the sake of emphasis. So he says, but grow in grace, that is the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a knowledge that would make you grow. So spiritual growth is a function of knowledge. Spiritual growth is a function of knowledge. Amen to Jesus. Spiritual growth is a function of knowledge. Now, there's a misconception out there. So when we say spiritual growth, they think we're referring to spirit growing. They say spiritual growth, so my spirit is growing. And you really cannot blame people. Uh, sometimes Nollywood does not, uh, you know, it doesn't help matter. Sometimes you watch Nigerian movies and then you see uh, a supposed angel, you know, looking right and left before the cross. Angel doesn't want to die twice. Or, or sometimes they are looking at their wristwatch to no time. You know, amazing stuff. It happens. Amen to Jesus. So, when we say spiritual growth, we're not saying your spirit is growing. Quickly, let's look at the anatomy of human. First Peter 5.23. First Thessalonians, rather. First Thessalonians 5.23. Quickly. First Thessalonians. Alright, so it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. You know, in school, in primary school, we were taught fractions, Right? Uh, we can give me examples of fractions. So we have types of fractions. We have uh, proper fraction, improper fraction. I don't know that. So that's good. You didn't job classes. Praise God to Jesus. So we have proper fraction. We have improper fraction. Then we have missed numbers. Right? So if I say one over two, the upper part is called what? Yeah, wonderful audience. Uh, the lower part is called what? Denominator. Right? So if I say one over two plus one over two, what will it give me? One, right? So one over two is a part of one. Oh, one is a whole number, two is a whole number, three is a whole number, but one over two is a part of that one. So he's saying that the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. Then he went on to talk of the compartment, what makes up that whole. So he says, and I pray God your whole, then he starts with what? The spirit, the soul and the body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we see here that man is a traumatized being. So he has a spirit, he has the body and he has what? He has the soul. Now, the spirit of man at salvation is recreated. So, he is a saved man. Amen to Jesus. So, all of the realities of God, they are in his spirit. And that spirit does not grow. So, when we say spiritual growth, we are saying the mind is catching up with the realities of the spirit. So, it's like the spirit is running, the mind is not following through. That's the plan. That's the idea. So, it's not like the spirit is growing. Spirit don't grow, spirit don't die. The demons that Jesus casted out, you may have seen some around. That's a reality. Amen to Jesus. So spiritual growth is not your spirit growing. Spiritual growth is your mind conforming to the realities of your recreated spirit. Spiritual growth is your mind conforming to the realities of your recreated spirit. Spiritual growth is not the same as salvation. You know, they say they are saved, so they are growing. No. It's not the same. I mean, if you give it to, uh, to a newborn baby today, that is birth, right? 
the baby would have to grow. Imagine giving our birth to a newborn baby today and tomorrow the baby is 18 years old. And you say, glory to God. I want to share a testimony. Uh, you, don't, you don't share such. It's not even a testimony. You know, that would look like a trial. Amen to Jesus. It's not, it's not a testimony. So spiritual growth is not the same as salvation. For salvation, you have the spirit of God on your inside. It comes the moment you say, yeah, salvation is instant. But spiritual growth takes time. Now when we say spiritual growth takes time, we're not saying you fold your arms and let time pass by. So some persons say, I've been in church for, for five years. So I've grown for five years. No. Yes does not automatically mean you are growing. Amen to Jesus. It doesn't automatically mean you are growing. So spiritual growth, when we say spiritual growth is a function of time, we are not really saying that just stay and do nothing. No. So in that time, you are doing something qualitative. You are giving to activities that would enable your growth. Amen to Jesus. So spiritual growth is not the same as salvation. But the new birth would make salvation, will make spiritual growth possible. So spiritual growth is not the same as salvation or new birth, but the new birth will make spiritual growth possible. You cannot grow except you were born. Amen. You cannot grow except you were born. And the fact that you are born doesn't mean automatically you would grow. There is a way to it. There is an approach to it. Amen to Jesus. Salvation is instant. It occurs the moment you believe the gospel. It occurs the moment you believe the gospel. Spiritual growth takes time. And the time is highly based on how qualitative. Pay attention to that word. The time is highly based on how qualitative and qualitative. So it has to be qualitative and it has to be quantitative. So you don't say, I'm praying for two minutes. And because you're focused all through, you think you prayed so much. No. So even when you're praying for one hour, you're praying for one hour qualitatively. You know, some persons, you join the... Hmm. The Lord is looking at you. You join CCM prayer. Uh, you will now hang your phone somewhere. Like, like it's a selfie. And then you sleep. And then you always wake up at that time when we are taking our affirmation. From within. <laughs> you have to grow. And it takes a conscious effort. So it is inched on qualitative and quantitative spiritual exercises. Amen to Jesus. And it requires consistency. You cannot grow without consistency. It's not possible. You cannot grow in convenience. It's not possible. It's not possible. You must stretch to grow. You must. You must stretch to grow. Amen to Jesus. So 2 Peter 3, I think, I'm going to have it on the screen again. I don't want to point something out. Amen. Kefro ustrofana maharatiskar atipro oshkelefaha. It says, but growing grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So growing grace, that is the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, so we have the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ when he was on the earth. We have the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ while he was in the grave. So there were eyewitness accounts when Jesus was around. There were ear witness accounts when Jesus was around. But there is what we call the spirit witness accounts. So we were not there. It was the spirit that bear witness to what happened there. So to grow in grace would mean to grow in the works of Jesus while he was on it. And to grow in the work of Jesus while he was on it. So we have to grow in his works. And we have to grow in his work. So Jesus is the perfect model. The things he did, we have to copy it. 
So we must grow in his works and we must grow in his work while he was on earth. And then our eyes must be open to his work now that his, now that his spirit is inside of us. So there is a work and there is a work while he was on the earth. And there is a work and a work now that is inside of us through his spirit. So he did not leave you without help. He has enabled you such that you can do what he did and even much more. Amen to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So if his works and his work are the things we have been called to do, and if he is actively working through us today, it simply means we are the gate to his manifestation. So that means I can close up to the character and expression of his spirit through me. And I can open up. So in other words, I can advance him and I can also limit him. Are you here? So I am his gate. So his character and his expression ought to come out from me. But I can as well just lock up and nothing happens. So that means the believer is the asana of God on earth. You are that powerful. You are the representative of God on earth. How you behave, what you say, what you do, people would attribute it to your father. And that's why today people are confused about the character of God. Because there were some persons, some prophets of old that came around and people can say, this one belongs to God, but he's acting this way. So they say, um, that, that's God. That's the God we can see. So you must understand this fact. Now don't forget, we're still looking at definitions, you know, just trying to explain. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Spiritual growth is a consistent walk with the Spirit. It's a consistent walk, W-A-L-K, with the Spirit. It's a consistent walk with the Spirit. It's a consistent walk with the Spirit. The Spirit is an enabler. The Spirit always wants to help you do things. You see, many times you see men of God, and they're doing great stuff. I once met a man of God. He was my pastor for a while. I've never seen him get angry before. Not once. In fact, I was angry that he doesn't get angry. Because I don't know how. It's always like that. And I'm thinking, how, how did he do it? So while I've been thinking of looking for several formulas to get into that state, all I just need to do is study, pray. To grow is easy. You are the one confusing everything. You, want, you just want something hard. You know, you want some astrophysics. You want some, something beyond the ordinary before you can grow. Read your Bible. Pray every day. And you will grow. But you just want, you know, some, something spectacular. Like the Lord, the Lord Jesus should appear to you and say, read so-so book. No. No. Thank you, Lord. So growth is obvious. It can be seen. You don't fake growth. If you fake growth, time will tell. So growth is obvious. It can be seen. Growth is obvious. It can be seen. Spiritual growth is an expression of the God character that has been configured in you by the Spirit. Spiritual growth is an expression of the God character that has been configured in you by the Spirit. Spiritual growth is an expression of the God character that has been configured in you by the Spirit. By the Spirit. The Christian life that we have received is meant to be experienced and expressed. You know, people read the scripture, uh, they read a lot, and then they get to a point and they begin to wonder, why is there disparity between me and the scripture? So they look at their life and they cannot attribute anything that the Spirit has done. So they say there is a Spirit, and that Spirit is working, but I can't see it. 
And someone comes to preach to them, and that person says, I've been battling pornography for 20 years, but now I'm free. And they're like, how do you do it? Is it not the same scripture? Can I tell you, the word works, and the word has worked. When you feed on the word voraciously, you will become. You will. You will become. So spiritual growth is, is laborious, it's costly. It's not follow come. You know, you don't get it the moment you get saved. No. It's a work in progress. And sometimes in that journey you would fall. But you have to pick up yourself. It's a work in progress. Thank you, Lord. It's a work in progress. So spiritual growth is not in the number of years. It is in the number of yearning, learning. Amen to Jesus. It is not in the number of years. It is in the number of yearning and learning. And this will ultimately you know, be seen in your living. Uh, many times we quote scripture, which is good. You, know, you quote John 3.16, you quote several verses, a lot of that wonderful stuff. Amen to Jesus. Many times we read, we just paraphrase, we go through, we glance through. Those things are good. But ultimately, the reason for the Bible is for us to live the way we ought to live. So the Bible is a manual. It's supposed to regulate our lives. It's supposed to regulate our dealings. It's supposed to do that. So when we read it the more, amen to Jesus, we would become. And sometimes you read the scripture, but you're not seeing anything. And that's because you think the Bible is like a babio, you know, chemistry textbook that you just read. No, there's an approach to it. You pray. The prayers in the scripture are not just for show off. They are there for a reason. So when you read Ephesians prayer, Ephesians 1, 17 prayer, amen to Jesus, there's some understanding being enlightened that I may know and all of that. You don't also stop there. So people pray Ephesians prayer daily and just expect the word to come. It will come. Come. Mm. It doesn't work that way. So when you pray, you also study. Amen. You study. Let's move on, please. Spiritual growth is not a one-time thing. It's not a one-time thing. It is an accumulation of spiritual activities over time. It is not a one-time thing. It's an accumulation of spiritual activities over time. It is not a one-time thing. It is an accumulation of spiritual activities over time. Accumulation of spiritual activities over time. Spiritual growth is easy. Just partner with the Spirit. Don't you anybody say partner with the Spirit. Partner with the Spirit. It's easy. I would give you a comforter. And the comforter is not there to be saying, no, no, it's to help you, to enable you. So it's easy. Sometimes you hear stories of people who have prayed for, for five hours, six hours on a daily basis, and you're wondering how they do it. They start from somewhere. So the more they partner with the Spirit, the more it becomes easier. You can do these things, you have the Holy Ghost. Talk to your neighbor and say, partner with the Spirit. Do you notice something? I don't know if it's just me. I, I promise people a lot. So I will tell you, I will call you in two days' time. Or you're like, ah, PJ, I won't talk to you. I'm like, okay, I'll reach out to you on Thursday. And genuinely, right, I, I, I may forget. Sometimes I did not forget, but, you know, I just wasn't that chance. Now, many times I noticed the Spirit will bring it to my remembrance. That you're supposed to call so, so person, you're supposed to do this and do that and all of that. So I, I began to think, if... The Spirit can remind me of the promises that I made to people. It simply means keeping promises is consistent with the character of God. Do you notice when, when God promises you, He fulfills it? So when you make promises, He wants you to fulfill it. So the Spirit will partner with you, keep reminding you. Same way with pledges. You make pledges. Yeah. The moment you get the money, bam! Yeah. 
Remember. Yala. Bag me. So you close it up. Sometimes he even reminds you that ah, don't there was no money there, but he just tells you that how far that pledge. And three days after money will come. So it's preparing your heart. So giving is even easy if you partner with the spirit. So just partner with the spirit. That's where it is. You will get souls saved easily if you partner with the spirit. He will direct you. He will tell you where to go. He will tell you who to speak to. It is that easy. But we just want, you know, the, the longest route. We're looking for something that doesn't exist. God became flesh. He showed us examples. He showed us ways. We're supposed to follow those ways. We're not supposed to reinvent those ways. He doesn't want that we follow the ways. Amen to Jesus. So growing spiritually is a necessity. It's a must. It is not optional. It is not negotiable. Growing spiritually is a necessity, is a must. It is not optional. It is not negotiable. It is not negotiable. And you cannot arrive at spiritual growth without spiritual discipline. You cannot arrive at spiritual growth without spiritual discipline. Without spiritual discipline, your, your Christian life will be barren. It will be. Because it takes discipline to keep to the time of prayer. It takes discipline to study the book of Proverbs daily. It takes discipline to study your notes even after a long time, even after a Bible seminar, like, like the one that happened yesterday. P.F. said something yesterday. He said, the least you can do for your man of God hmm, is to at least replicate what he taught you. That's the least. The least you can do. You know, sometimes... You teach, and you spend a lot of hours teaching. And then someone goes on Twitter or Facebook, and then he types something out, and then he tags you to the post, and then he wrote nonsense. I mean, even after you've taught for hours, fear God, though. Ah! The least you can do is to replicate it. Because it takes hours of studies before they could arrive at that. Sleepless night, just so you can grow. So the least you can do is to respond and to respond appropriately. So you cannot arrive at spiritual growth without discipline. Without discipline, the Christian life will be barren. A man given to spiritual growth is a man that would what? Endure spiritual discipline. Spiritual discipline is not meant to be enjoyed. It is meant to be endured. Do you remember then in school we were taught two times, two times, one, three times, addition, subtraction, and all of that. You know, you'll be angry because you keep coming every time. Sometimes you miss it and all of that. The you assignment, you're just tired. 100 tens and units every time. 100 tens and units, unit. you're just tired. But you know now, you are making use of it every day so that that conductor will not swindle you. Say, ah, change me to 20 naira now. Just because of what was taught then. So you can endure, you should endure it now. But the profiting would appear later. So you must be given to it. I remember my, my church there, around the weather, we used to have three pastors that would teach you on Sunday. I mean, they would take time. First one would come, wear suits, you would stand. It would, it would Greek word and confirm. Now while he's teaching, you are listening. 20 minutes, you are gone. You wake up. You sit there. You go. You know, when you wake up, you just, you just leave the, uh, the pulpit. The second person comes in. Now we explain again. Now usually you teach us love work. We explain. Why, why is life hard? Like one is enough. 
will change. You know when you are saying will change? Don't worry, sir. Just, just teach one will change. Then the last person will come with laptop. Ah! So we should take like three hours for teaching on Sundays. Three hours as a student. How many of you were here yesterday? No, we were here for close to like uh, eight hours, right? Were you hearing whispers? Ah. Ah. Were you hearing whispers yesterday? You didn't hear whispers? Ah. Everybody should mind their business. The way I do that, you just be writing. Do you know that listening is laborious? Did you notice yesterday? Now, do you know it will now be so foolish of you? Eh? For you to stay for eight hours, learn all those things, right? Write it down, and then you refuse to go over it again. Why did you come? To mark attendance. So spiritual growth is laborious. Don't let anyone deceive you. You put in the time. You put in the work. Sometimes it would involve that you buy textbooks. You buy books written by men of God. You will read and read and read and read and read and read. You will. Thank you, Lord. So a man given to spiritual growth is a man that enjoys spiritual discipline. Our goal is to grow up in Christ. That's the plan. It's to grow up in Christ. To grow up into Christ in all things. And spiritual growth cannot be attained. Spiritual growth cannot be achieved. It cannot become a reality without the ministry gift. Ephesians 4. Quickly, Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, let's start from verse 8. Ephesians 4 from verse 8. Ephesians 4, verse 8. The ministry gift. So it says, okay, let's back right to verse 6. Let's start from verse 6. Alright. One God, Father of all, is above all, and, and through all, and in you all. The next verse. It says, but unto everyone is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Next verse. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended up on high, he led what? He led captivity. Captive. So that means he captured the captors. So those that captured us, he captured them. Because you cannot get the goods of a strong man without first what? Binding the strong man. So he captured the captor. Amen. He led captivity captive and gave what? Gifts unto men. So let's look at the next verse. Now the next verse explains the preceding verse. Now usually when you see uh, sentences like this in the, uh, in the bracket, He's saying that this is the explanation of what was written before. So when we look at it, it says, Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower part of what? the head. Next verse. He that ascended, he same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. The next verse. And he gave some. Recall, he said he gave gifts unto men. So, and he gave some what? Apostles. Are apostles votrons? Are they robots? Are they not humans? So he gave some apostles, men, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So he gave gift unto men. He gave this set of people unto men. Why did he give them unto men? The next verse. It says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the complete furnishing of the saints. Total furnishing of the saints. So you cannot be totally furnished outside the local church. Because these men, by structure, they are in the local church. No, although now you have, you know, everybody everywhere. But by structure, they're supposed to be in the local church. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of what? The ministry. 
for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the perfecting of the saints, the local church, the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Usually when you give it to a child, one activity cannot grow the child. You can't grow the child only by breast milk. Uh, so they have to be Medicare. You know, you have to talk to the child so that the child would you know, at least be able to exercise the air, right? You have to uh, read to the child, do all sorts of things so that the child can get engaged and so that the child can know that, okay, this is Nigeria or this is wherever. But the child knows that, oh, I'm alive. Amen. So several activities. Same way he gave gifts, not one. Unto men for the perfecting of the saints, for the maturing, for the equipping, total equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So, if you're not doing the work of the ministry, you are not growing because there's an end to these things, there's an objective as to why the gifts were given for the work of the ministry, for their defining of the body of Christ. The next verse it says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. Do you see that? Growth in knowledge. That's spiritual growth. Of the knowledge. Not just any knowledge. Of the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man. A matured man. Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Then you now see the symptoms of those that were not given. Of those that gave in. The next verse. It says... That we what? Henceforth be no more what? Children. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. They cannot discern. Anything you say, Jesus is not God. Correct. Jesus, uh, Jesus is the same as Allah. Correct. They don't argue. They don't defend. Why? Because they know nothing. So they just say, correct. Everything is correct. Be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men. This slight of men, these deceitful men, they are constant. And so as a cell leader, as a pastor, you know, if you have uh, authority over a group of persons, you must wake up. If not, your people will be deceived. Before you know, they start attending watermelon service, you know, cutlass service, and all of that. They will even collect money from you to buy the cutlass. You won't know. Be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and corny craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So a church that is strong on spiritual growth is a church that would raise a believer full of discernment. They'll be full of discernment. And that means even the pastor will have to be on his toes. Because you can't just come and just say anything. Now, nah, pastor, this is not in the Bible. You know when you have such people, say, hey, hey. <laughs> say this brother will come to church today again. No? Yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I remember one time I heard the story of a brother. No, I heard a story from a pastor, right, about a brother. And this brother would come to church very early. And this brother would never agree. So anything the pastor say, pastor would say, Jesus, he said, no. That but, but in reality, these things are not so. Pastor said, no, the word, you say, no. <laughs> I say I leave my church. <laughs> so we have several funny people like that. All right, can we see up the scripture on the screen? Be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and corny craftiness, whereby they what they lie in wait to deceive. 
Next verse. But speaking the truth in love, so your spiritual growth will even show in your love work. But speaking the truth in love may grow up. That is the goal. That we grow up into him in all things. So your spiritual growth will show in your moral intelligence. It will show in your action at work. It will show in how you behave in the marketplace. It will transmit to every of your activities. So that no part of your life is devoid of the light of God. Amen. Unto all things. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen to Jesus. So one of the fruit of spiritual growth is a changed desire. If you're growing, your desire will change. It will change. Some persons came to church because, you know, they're interested in a sister. And, you know, they're always sitting close to the sister. But suddenly they started hearing the word. Then they changed their focus from the sister to the Lord, as it should be. As it should be. So there will be a changed desire. Spiritual growth, that's the spirit working in you. His influence is becoming stronger in you. So your desire will change. Your priorities will change. Before, you're used to 15 minutes, you know, fast, fast, sermon, where they will tell you five ways to grow. Buy books, give, you know, they just list it. Five ways, six ways, seven ways, and we have closed it. Correct, this is the church. And then when you get to a place where they teach for one hour, 30 minutes, you're like, ah, ah, why is this so? In the beginning. <laughs> Amen. You'll be given to long hours of teaching. Change desires. Your priorities will change. You start thinking, how can I, how can I be of help to God in this church? You have five cars. How can I? Ah, you call the pastor. Pastor, I want to travel, but I'll, I'll make available two of my cars for evangelism. Your desires will change. It will. And that's why you cannot fake it. Who know? It will change. You can't hide this. Which one, bro? You can't. Because your mind is now, the, the realities of the spirit has dropped up on your mind. Do you notice before fornication happens, adultery and all of that, it first takes over of the mind. So the mind will give into it, then the body follows. The body is a slave to the mind. So you're standing before your mother's pot. We have Shaki, a body. Uh, sorry, international audience, I, I really cannot translate that. You have Orishirishi, varieties. Right, amen. So you have them in your mother's foot and you're sleeping, you woke up and you're like, ah, how about, you know, you are the one talking to yourself, but it's the devil. You know, you are having negotiations and it's like, how about if I do this, if I do that, then you go, your mind, then your body follows suit. So if you can train your mind in the ways of the Lord, then your body will follow. Your body will follow. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So every child needs a guardian. A child cannot grow by himself. You don't just give it to a child and say, okay, child, grow. And that's why it's so funny. When we go out for evangelism and you preach to somebody, you get the person saved and <laughs> say, say they suffer. You know, like that's all. It doesn't work that way. I remember one time I, I, I was, went on evangelism. I think it was myself, Pastor Wilson and Pastor Iwo and some other person. I just had to mention your name because you're looking at me. Amen. Pastor Iwo and, you know, some other persons. And then we went and while I was walking by, I saw this guy he was by the well, he was a Muslim, obviously, and then he was doing his laundry. So I went, I spoke to him, I got him saved, he was talking in tongues, and then I left him, and then I went my way. It's not complete until they are established in a local church. They say, I see we should. Mm -mm, it's not complete. They must be established in the local church. 
Because do you, when you read the scripture, you read the book of Acts, you'll be shocked. Paul will go everywhere, despite persecution, despite beating and all of that. He will go to another city to preach. Then he would go back to that same place where he was beaten to strengthen them again. Why? Because spiritual growth must deepen within you. It starts with conviction. You can't afford to be, if you are shallow, you can't stand the test of time. So Paul will go back to strengthen them. The word is confirmed. He will go back to confirm them. Thank you, Lord. Spiritual growth cannot be outsourced. Nobody can grow on your behalf. You will grow for yourself. You know, you can always call your man or God, pray for me. You know, some people will say, fast for me. I don't understand. Fasting changes you. So if I fast for you, <laughs> even now I'm confused. How, how does it work? Say, pastor, grow for me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So every child needs a guidian. Sometimes some people reach out, they reach out to you, you know, maybe on WhatsApp, they're like, hello. Ah, you know, I've been reading this scripture, I don't understand. Make yourself available, explain to them. And even if you cannot explain, you know, we don't know it all, right? So even if you cannot explain, refer them to teaching, several teachings on Telegram. Go there, we have this, we have this, listen to this, listen to this. And don't just stop there, keep checking up on them. Okay, have, have you gone through it? Do you understand now? You must be your brother's keeper. A believer is selfless, not selfish. He's only selfish because he's what? Romancing the word. The moment you take a trip away from the word, WRD, eh? you will be full of the consciousness of the word. So Romans 12, he says what? I beseech you, brethren, by the message of God, I present your body, living sacrifice. Hmm? It says, be not conformed to this word, Eonia. This age, this system, the ideologies. It says, but be transformed, metamorpho, by the renewing of the mind. So there's a pattern to follow. Ephesians says, put on the new man. Why? Because you can ignore it. You are saved. We're not saying you are not saved. But what we are telling you is that we need to see the fruit of your salvation. We need to see it. And that's why you must understand, even for spiritual growth, there is no reward for spiritual growth. You are praying, uh, it's for you. You are fasting, it's for you. There's no reward for it. But the fruit that comes out of it, there's a reward for it. So Jesus will be rewarded because he died for the word. Not because he prayed in Gethsemane. Not because he fasted, but because he died. So we'll give him a name that is above every other name. Why? Because he was obedient to the cross, even the death of the cross. He was obedient. So the more you give yourself to study, the more you give yourself to pray, you find out that you are now so glued to soul winning. That's the fruit of it. You find out that all of a sudden you want to be praying for saints. That's the fruit of it. You find out that you are not giving out of compulsion. That is the fruit of it. You're changing. It changes your desire. It changes your appetite. Spiritual growth. Thank you, Lord. So spiritual growth will show in your love work. It will show in your love work, which is primary. It will show in your love work. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 4.24. Let's, let's have that. Ephesians 4.24, Mandra Iko Vasura Ate. Now I keep having this feeling of depression. It's like the third time, feeling of depression. In the name of Jesus, we come against every feeling of depression. Online, on site, we rebook the hold of devil over that person in the name of the Lord Jesus. But God is showing me a sister, you know, scars of 
relationship, like a disappointment. It's fresh. And sister has been depressed, you know, thinking of so many things. Sister, the Lord loves you. And living in a relationship does not reduce you. The same way a ring does not add to you. So the Lord loves you and the Lord is bringing good things your way. Thank you, Lord. And I'm seeing admission. Admission outside, outside this country. Admission. It has worked out already. You're, you're going to get a feedback. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's, let's focus on this. Amen. Ephesians 4.24. It says, And that ye put on the what? The new man. Put on that consciousness. Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Put it on. It is your responsibility to put it on. God will not put it on for you. You will put it on. It is your responsibility. So when we say spiritual growth, we're talking about spiritual responsibilities. We're talking about spiritual discipline. We're talking about you being an adherent of spiritual routines on a daily basis. There's no telling what you can achieve if you give yourself to a particular thing on a daily basis. Delilah was able to overcome something by what? Pressuring him daily. 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 So that he gave her the secret of his life. A man can give away his life <laughs> if you entreat him daily. So consistency is something that you cannot put away. It must be there. It must be there. You keep showing up. You keep praying. It must be there. You give yourself two hours, three hours. You watch seasonal movies. But when it comes to prayer, one hour is too much. One hour is too much. Then you start saying prayer is a finished work. In case you are just joining, that was a joke. Prayer is not a finished work. It's an ongoing work and it will not be complete even when you leave this earth. <laughs> Amen. So it says, put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. The next verse. It says, wherefore, put in away what? Lying. Spiritual growth will affect your vocabulary. It will affect your intent. Your intention, it will affect it. Why? Because you are partnering with the Spirit. Put away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. Your love will become stronger with his neighbor. He says, love them that are without. Those that hate you. Those that despitefully lose you. Love them. Love those that are also what? Of the brotherhood. Members of the same kith and king. Love them. Some persons came and said, we're celebrating 40 years. Marriage anniversary. They're celebrating 40 years of forgiveness. The truth is this. Marriage will end if both parties give up. Sometimes the marriage will continue because somebody is holding it with the love work. It's like, I'm still there, I'm still there, I'm still there. But when both parties decide to say, nah, this ain't working, then the whole thing ends. So the quality of your marriage cannot be greater than the quality of the people in the marriage. So you're asking for a great marriage, but you're not great. How great thou art. And even, why am I talking about marriage now? Amen. Uh, I'm not a married man yet. 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 Love work. Amen. <coughs> oh, it's a necessity. That's how they see. That's how people would see the Lord through you. It's a necessity. Uh, any, any, any little thing, you are irritable. The only time you are changed is when you are fasting. When you are fasting, you are like, bless you, sir. 
God bless you. He said, do you, do you want cash? You are giving people some. Now they are praying that you keep fasting. Because when you fast, you are changed. But, you know, when you are back, ah, ah. So spiritual growth will be seen in your love work. It will be seen in soul winning. There are fruit of spiritual growth. It will be seen in soul winning. Soul winning. Let's look at Mark 8, 38. No, let's start from 34. Mark 8, 34. I want to eat something quickly. Mark 8, 34. Thank you, Lord. It says, and when he had called the people unto him, with his disciples also, pay attention, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him what? Deny himself and take off his cross and follow me. Next verse. It says, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. Next verse. Alright, it says, for, now, let's read together. I want you to go. For what shall it profit a man? How many men? A man, one man, right? If he, right, singular pronoun, if he shall what? Gain the whole world. Mm. And what? So he's just opposing, he's just opposing to reality here. Eh? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul. So that means the worth of one soul. Is greater than the worth of the whole world and everything put together. So when you go out for soul winning, you are bringing profits to the kingdom of God. One soul, one soul is greater than the worth of the whole world. One soul. Do you understand now why Jesus left, you know, uh, parabolically, left the 99? And what that other one? One soul. Thank you, Lord. So spiritual growth is seen in your attitude towards the local church. You come late to church and then you don't, you won't just sit, you scatter the chairs. And some of you are funny, you won't have special seats in church. When you come, if somebody is seated there, you won't come next week. You don't respect the ushers. Do you know what they call orderliness in the house of God? Do you know when you disrespect the usher, you are grieving the spirit? Because the ushers are not standing there of their own view. They were kept there. There were instructions that kept them there. So you will come, you will scatter everywhere, wait for a meeting. Why? Um, why? Why? Why did he not shut in the same one? Why is he calling me for a meeting? <laughs> and you the same Ugo in your working place. Your boss will speak at you. Thank you, sir. Can you, can you, can you be tough in the local church? Someone offends you in the church, not even the pastor, you come to church again. I mean, Lord, church, Emma. Do you know why you're doing all that? Because you think you have a right. The believer, when he comes to the context of a local church, he's a servant. He doesn't have a right other than the right to serve. No right. In fact, you have no right to be offended. He said, hmm, pastor is preaching about me. Pastor, you can't, you are serious. Take your Bible, you go away. Why did you not come to church, pastor? You understand? Eh, ah, pastor, something happened, something, 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 X, Y, Z. Funny story. Like even you yourself, you know it will not hold water. Many of the things that keep away from church, the answers are in the local church. Have you not read that when we gather together, one at a tongue, one at a doctrine, that thing that is keeping you away, the answer is in the local church. 
It's in the local church. But because you are just lazing about, any little thing, you are off. You will travel. Nobody knows you travel. We'll just be seeing pictures. Mistakenly, you now share it to a church group. The local church is God's idea. Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10, 25. Hebrews 10, 25. It says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is. So lateness is older than your own action now. You think you are the first to come late? People have been coming late since. since. You are not the first. So even in those days, people would come late to gather, to meetings. Not forsaking. Their, in fact, some would not even, they won't come at all. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Because our growth will be seen, will become enhanced when we gather together. As you see it, as you are learning, you are changed. You may not know it yet, but you are changed. It is not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exalting one another, and so much the more as he see the day approaching. It was in local church we learned how to quote, how to memorize. You know, children's churches those days. Yeah. You come out, I say something, three, you learn, you may miss some line, thank you. And then go and then people clap. Then you were joyful. You wanted to learn these things. So why did you lose it along the way? What happened? Now it's no longer there. It no longer thrills you. Come to a church. Ah, yeah. Once they say come to a church, I think not three hours of sleeping. You didn't even give allowance of sleeping. What happened? How did you how did you lose it along? How? How? You know, I was I was looking at Luke 4. When Jesus was quoting the scripture, it is written, man shall not live by bread and all of that. And then I was looking at it. Before now, I had not thought about it. I thought maybe the spirit just you know revealed it to him or something. For him to, you know, the devil came and then the spirit revealed it. I didn't know. So he would have studied it. I mean, common sense. He would have read about it. So that means what you have been taught now, you will be, see, a test will come later. I tell you the truth. A test will come later to test what you are learning now. And so when that test comes, you must not be found empty. You must not be found empty. There are people that have faced challenges, but they never recovered from it. You must not be found empty. You must not. So those words that you are learning, those teachings that you are learning, they will be put to test. One happened to me of, of recent. I think I, I shared with a friend. And it was quite funny. You know, <laughs> you know it was just about compromising. Uh, how that we have renounced the eating things of dishonesty, not to handle the word of the Lord uh, deceitfully. You know, Paul's letter to the Corinthians. And then I was thinking, okay, so no compromise. The word must be pure. The prophecy, everything must be pure. We shouldn't do it to manipulate people to get money. We must be pure. I mean, I've watched models. People that I submit to, they don't do that. So I was like that. Now that has been my mantra. So for this very day, I, ah, I needed money. Ah, 
I was praying to God, Lord, send money. Devil, take your hands off my money. I command the money to come. I spoke in faith. I was rejoicing. Money, come. Ah! There was no money. And I needed money. And then not long after, somebody called me. And then I met the guy in the bus. And then he called. He said, uh, his fiancée, you know, she owned a, uh, what's this called? Event planning outfit. And the people would invite her. Then later on, they would call to say she should not come again. That she don't, he doesn't understand what's happening. Like, he would love for me to intervene. I said, okay, what? I said, don't worry. I'll chat me up tonight. Then he chatted me up in the night. Then that night, I didn't respond. I was just thinking over the old thing. And Lord said, okay, pray for her. Then tell her to, all right. What I'm about to say now, this is what the Lord told me that I'm about to say now. And I'm not saying it to you. I'm just narrating what has happened. Amen. So uh, it's very key. I need to explain that. So and Lord said, okay, tell her to, you know, sow a seed to uh, the person she's submitting to her church and all of that. Not, and all of a sudden, I started talking to myself, not me. The devil started saying, ah, but you needed money. Just tell her to sow a seed. Are you not a man of God? Just tell her, real life stuff. Just tell her to sow a seed. Like, like, I rebook you. Ah, I rebook you. Then finally she called. I gave her a word. She was saying, wow, wow. You know, that was an opportunity. So now the Lord says you empty your account. And just sharp, sharp. But I couldn't do that. Ah. And I'm like, no, no, I wasn't taught that way. And then, I mean, I did the right thing and then she went away. That night, I woke up around 3 a.m. And then I saw an alert on my phone. Someone that has promised me, decided to transfer the money around 12 a.m. 12 a.m. So what you are learning will be tested. It will be. It will be tested away from the camera. Nobody is there, just you. So you must prioritize spiritual growth. Thank you, Lord. You must prioritize spiritual growth. Spiritual growth is seen in your giving. Since you have been giving 15 years, 15 years, 15 years, grow! Uh -uh. Do you even know that 15 doesn't have value again? Hey, hey. Can you give your sibling 15 era? Why are you giving the Lord 15 era? You must grow in your giving. In fact, I said this don't, don't marry a man that gives 15 as offering. Because the truth is this eh? you will know if you will take care of you or not by the giving. And now, before you see, let me tell you something. Ask him for his bank account last one month. Check how he spends the money. How he will be spending money in the future. Nera bet. I see those things. I say, Kumata. Okay. Do you know the opportunity cost is over there? You don't give the understanding. So it will be seen in your giving. Spiritual growth will be seen in your devotion. Your devotion. Not just showing up in prayer, but showing up with the right attitude. There's a way to pray. There's a manner with which you ought to pray. The Bible spoke of Jesus, how he prayed. He prayed. He said, ah, ah, teach us to pray. Does your prayer life inspire us? Or do we need to give you videos, tapes, and all of that? Does your commitment in your local church, does it challenge your pastor? Can your pastor come and say, ah, it seems as if this person is serving more than me. 
have to step up. Or when they see you, they're like, So it will be seen in your devotion. In the study of the word. He says, let the word of the Lord dwell in you richly. So that means you pay attention to it richly. For it to dwell in you richly. You would study it laboriously. You check the context. You check the Greek word. You check everything. You will read the whole chapter. You will compare with other chapters. Bible studies work. You will do the work. You will not outsource it. You know, okay, I, I think people shared it yesterday. Somebody will just ask you a question online. Something that you can't, something that is supposed to take like three days of explanation. You just go, you just put the end there, you say, in that verse, it's talking about the spirit. I don't understand. And the person look at the person and say, no. Say, no, it's the spirit. And you keep arguing. Can't work that way. That person too must put in the work. Do you notice those doctrinal teachings that you know now, right, that are so fresh in your memory, even though it wasn't that you were retaught yesterday, they were there because when they taught you, they taught you hmm, with all honesty, number one, from the teacher. Number two, they taught you thoroughly. So he stayed. If it was shortcut, it wouldn't be there now. You just say, ah, this verse, ah, I know the end. How do we get to the end? Amen. So it must be seen in your, in your love work, in your soul winning, in your attitude towards the local church. Like I said, for the local church, your right there is to serve. You don't have a right to be offended. Jesus was walking through a city and then they offended Jesus. And the people with Jesus said, let us call down fire. Jesus started defending eh, those that offended him. Jesus, I don't get it. Do you know read the scripture? So you have no right, no right at all. No right. And you must participate in your local church. You have to carry it on your head. Spiritual growth. It will show. When you come to a church, why are you in, the, why are you in that church? To serve. So when you sit for one month and the word has worked in you, you join. You join the workforce. Ushering team, they are looking. In the ushering department, they are looking for uh, workers. I know choir is, is very hard to get into the choir. You know, you, you need to know how to sing. We tried and... Myself and Pastor will sing. So we just have to create our own. You understand? <laughs> but you can join another one. That one, no voice. You just stand, you know. Also, you will stand. Technica. Ah, you have to be able to move all those things. You don't need that one. Just join evangelism. Or publicity. Or just do something. Don't tell say do something. Or follow up. Your voice may not be good at the beginning, but the Lord will work on it. Amen. Make yourself available. The Lord use those that are available. Not those that are skillful. Those that are available. Make yourself available. Thank you, Lord. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3. Corinthians 3. Corinthians 3. Mandere dish illa covra iketa suvrabena ontro cova ta kusufaradia. First Corinthians 3. Let's start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. First Corinthians 3, verse 1. So he says, And I, brethren, all right, so backdrop, he wrote 
a letter to the church in Corinth. Paul wrote a letter to the church in Corinth because they wrote to him, so it was like a response to their letter. Amen. Now, these guys are saved. The church in Corinth, they are saved. Saved guys. So he says, And I, brethren, are the fools. Brethren means men of the same womb. Men that came from the same lineage. So brethren means we are all from Zion. We are saved. So let's say to that. He says, And I, brethren, and I, my kinsmen, fellow believers, he says, I could not speak unto you. Hey, oh, church. As unto spiritual. Wait. These guys are very, very strong in the things of the spirit. Seeing, knowing those things, they are, they are very good. But they don't do it with love. So, you can be seeing vision and doing all that and not be growing spiritually. Because, you see, seeing, knowing all those things, they are gifts and they are giving without repentance. But spiritual growth is, is discipline, is learning. So, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Pneumaticus. I can't speak unto you. I, I look at you and I cannot see the work of the Spirit in you. Despite the fact that you're a believer. I look at you, you have been in church for 10 years, but I can't see anything. Up until now, you cannot preach the gospel. You have your Bible very clean. The only thing your Bible is meant for is to be under your pillow. I cannot speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto canal. So you can be a believer and yet be canal. Sakikos, unto canal, even as unto babes, babes in Christ. And they are saved. Hmm. I cannot speak unto you. As unto spiritual, but as unto canal, even as unto babes in Christ. Next verse. It says, I have fed you with milk. He has already carried out his own responsibility as a pastor over them. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. Why? For itato, ye were not able to bear it. So based on their level, he taught them. But even what he taught them based on their level, bore no fruit. So he says he cannot speak to them as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, as unto babes. I have filled you with milk and not with meat. For itato, ye were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able. Concept of time. At that time when I was teaching you, you were babies. But now time has passed, but you are still babies. So with time, growth ought to occur, growth ought to be seen. And why was it that there was no growth visible? Why was it that there was no growth being seen? They were not given to quality spiritual routine on a daily basis. Daily. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For it that all ye were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able. I know the way this thing works. Nature abhors vacuum. Nature hates vacuum. You are either in the spirit and for the spirit. Or you just turn to the devil. That's the way it works. So you're either responding to the spirit at this time, even as you are here, or you're responding to the devil. So if you're not growing spiritually, you are partnering with the devil. That's why you start saying, why is he the only person singing in the church? He just signed, they just signed you from the market, transfer market. And you didn't know. Why? 
Can't I sing as well? Is that telling the leader how to lead? <laughs> Amen. Can, can we continue? It says, I fed with milk and not with meat. Okay, for ye are yet canal. Hi. For whereas there is among you envy and strive and decisions and divisions, rather, are ye not canal and work as men? Let, let me read message version. I like that one. That one would that one represents my the way I'm feeling now. I like message version. It shows us the truth. So, message version. Now, I didn't write this, but I'm reading it. It says, but for right now, friends, I'm completely frustrated by your own spiritual dealings with each other and with God. You are acting like infants in relation to Christ, capable of nothing, much more than nothing at the breast. Imagine you still taking breast milk for 10 years. Is that not an anomaly? For 10 years? Just see there. In fact, World Health Organization recommends two years, Max. Just see there. Say, that's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. You don't want to grow. Do you know there are some tasks that will not be committed into your hands if you refuse to grow? Can you tell a baby to go save a man that is drowning? The baby will drown. Sometimes some believers want to help other persons. They may not be saved, they may be saved, but they end up falling into the same sin. Because they've not grown. A man that is growing hmm, will be swift to obey the instructions in the Bible. When he says flee, hmm, he's not negotiating. He's not negotiating. When he hears, take heed. Eh? He's taking heed. Let me continue. I must read this part. But for, uh, let me start from the beginning. This is a serious matter. But for right now, friends, I'm completely frustrated by your own spiritual dealings with each other and with God. You are acting like infants in relation to Christ, capable of nothing, much more than nothing at the breast. Well then, I will nurse you. Hmm. Since you don't seem capable of anything more, as long as you grab for what makes you feel good. You see that? You're a baby. If all you want is what makes you feel good. If it doesn't come the way you want it, then you're not for it. You're a baby. You're an abuse. As long as you grab for what makes you feel good, or makes you look important. And there are people like that in church. They want to be seen. They want to be important. They want to share testimony. But they, they, they were supposed to come out, but somehow, time, you know, the time was elapsed and all of that, but they took it as an offense. Did I not give them what? I, ah, why can't, why can't I, can't you tell that brother to reduce funny, funny things? They just partner, they, they will just sign them, transfer market. As long as you grab for what makes you feel good or what makes you look important, are you really much different than a babe at the breast? Hmm. 
content only when everything is going your way. Are you that kind of person? Let's have a night vision. Say, no, no, no. Can we change the time? Everything has to go your way. I've been in this church. Uh, I founded uh, uh, Ask the pastor. We were there together. I mean, we shared the idea. First service, I was there. How can that man come and how? Nephews. They're just picking beans, picking beans, picking beans. Oloyi for that matter. As long as you grab for what makes you feel good or what makes you look important, are you really much different than a babe at the breast? Content only when everything is going your way. Hmm. When one of you says I'm on Paul's side, another says I'm of Apollo's, aren't you being totally childish? So you've taken breast milk for long. But it's time for you to start taking meat. If not, you will be malnourished. You can't take milk forever. You can't. So you must be given to spiritual growth. You must be eager to grow spiritually. You must yearn for it. That's the way a baby cries when the baby wants milk or food. You must yearn for it. There are diets that have been created for your growth. Prayer is one of those diets you must show up consistently in prayer. Show up every day, every day, every day, every day. Study the word every day, every day. We have audio Bible. Plug it. Before you know, it starts sounding like them. I'm serious. It starts sounding like them. Sometimes you miss the word. But later on, you would, you would grow. You grow, you grow, you become better. Before you know, it's actually a working Bible. And then one day you will sit and you're like, this thing I'm quoting. Say, what does it mean? You look at it. And from there, the light will shine. It is knowledge that will make you grow, not jumping from pillar to post. I mean, we'll jump from, you know, but we'll thank God for our life. We'll jump from, you know, filling the gap. <laughs> Amen. So we'll jump from pillar to post, but <laughs> glory to God. If you have a local church and you are giving quality food there, sit there, live there, you are not dying, there's no death there. You live there, you grow there. Many people say, hey, Pastor, I don't know, am I called to be a pastor, a prophet, this and that? Just sit and learn. As you sit and learn and you say, hmm, what you're to become will take form. Is that easy? It will take shape. There's no confusion. The more you learn, the more those confusion, those cloudiness, the more they are dispelled, they will be taken away. They will be. Just sit, learn, be serving, be serving, be serving, be serving. That interest will form. It will become stronger. There will be no, no, no ambiguity to be clear. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Sutra. All right, so let me just admonish us. Summary. You must grow. You have to grow. It's a necessity. It's a must. There is no two ways about this. There's no shortcut. You must grow. If you jump class, it will show. It will show. And again, you have the spirit of God in you. You must count for something. I mean, you're not the same as the men in the world. Others can write why I can, you know, 
do the whatever magic they do. But you should be different. And it's even funny. You have an interview, you're not sleeping. I don't understand. Are you like a man? Are you, are you like the man in the world? See, what we come out to, what, and you have a spirit. It must count for something. It must. You must grow. When you grow spiritually, everything that is within you will come to light. And the Father is pleased. There is so much you can do, but because you are not growing, those things, you know, those things are eating within you. And it looks as if those things will not come to light. But give yourself to growth. Give yourself to growth. You must grow. There are things that would precipitate out from you as you grow. There are some plants that are useful today for malaria and all of that, but you have to boil them. When you boil them, there are things you get from them that can cure a certain sickness. So you must be given to rigorous spiritual exercises. The, the spiritual exercises must not be done in a hurry. It's supposed to be your hobby. You know, you know, it's a, it's a jump, jump. When did we start? When did we start? Ah, sister Tola, she will start with, uh, you know, songs. And why? Why? Why can't she just go straight to the point? It is not supposed to be done in a hurry. Stop that microwave mentality. Fast food mentality. Shortcut. Short fix. She must be given to it. The Bible spoke of prophetess Anna. You know, she got married as a virgin, then the husband died seven years into marriage, the husband died. And then the Bible said for 50 plus, we do the math, she was in the temple, a woman now, praying daily for 50 plus years, daily. And fasting daily, a woman. And she wasn't praying or fasting for a Lamborghini, or no. That the Messiah will come, that the Messiah will come, and that was all. If I ask you for your age now, hmm? And we look at 10% of your age. And we analyze 10% of your age. You find out that you've not even prayed one tenth of 10% of your age. Okay, let's say you are 40. Nobody's 40 here. Let's say you are 40. 10% of 40. Have you prayed for four years? Then you don't understand why you are living. When you are given to a spiritual growth, some things will not distract you. You know, some people say, ah, and he's not married. You are not, you don't, you don't even remember. In fact, let me, somebody will call me a religious analyst today. They will call you names. That's the first time I'm hearing it. I know financial analyst, but religious analyst, ah, I don't know. <laughs> they they are like, ah, ah, kill What did you do? On top of this matter. But he said, you mean you went to church and you were there for eight hours? Ah, is it not my, I don't understand. They give religious analysis. I say, okay, what certification do I need now? Seeing that I'm a religious analyst, do I need to do, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> be in divinity or whatever? <laughs> oh, glory to God. Wear that tag. Wear that tag. Let God be proud of you. Let him be proud of you. Serve, 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 serve. And it's, it's awesome when you serve at a young age. You can make all the mistakes at a young age. Then you pick up yourself again at a young age. The Lord is relying on you. He's depending on you. There's so much you and him can do. There's so much cities to be taken if you yield to him. So enough of the excuses. Enough of the, I cannot, I cannot. Do you think God is a fool? When God 
talks to you concerning the matter is because you are capable. If not, he won't talk to So he knows the beginning, he knows the end. So do you think if what he's seen is wrong, he will tell you no? So you have to even tell Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor, come out of this cave. There's a mission for you. You cannot fulfill your mission, your mandate, your assignment if you refuse to grow. You find that teachings on spiritual growth will keep coming, will keep coming. Why? Because it is your responsibility, not the responsibility of God. If God can do all things, he will do it. He said, take it, and then you run with it. But you cannot. You have to grow. And you have to change your approach concerning souls, concerning your love. You have to be strong and rich in forgiveness. It must be so strong, it must be so loud. So strong and so loud. Thank you, Holy Ghost. All right, can we just talk in tongues for three minutes? Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For more messages, kindly search for our Telegram channel using the link t.me slash oikia God has blessed you.